So of course here in the life of the church, we celebrate the body and blood of Jesus Christ, the, what we call Corpus Christi Sunday. Today we are also celebrating fathers, of course. And I don't know what, what you think about when you think of your father. I, I mean, I know not all of us had great fathers, but I, I really did have, was blessed with a good father. And I gotta tell you, one of the things I think about with my father when I think about who he was and his love for me is I think about his sacrifice for me. The sacrifices that he made in his life so that I could live the kind of life that I was able to live so that I could be here. I think it's very easy to say that I wouldn't be a priest in the Catholic church. I wouldn't be um, all the things that, that I am today, even as imperfect as those things are without my dad and the sacrifices that my dad made for me. You know, there's something about that, that word sacrifice that at first may kind of make us step back a little bit, but it's something that's intuitive to all of us that we know that sacrifice is a good thing, that it's a very good thing. I mean, you, you look at here in our community right now, we're in more of a military community here. And we often have celebrations over the years and, and memorial over the year thanking those who've gone before us, who've sacrificed so much so that we can live in a free land, so that we can gather together like this in safety and be able to worship God in the way that we know that we should. And so there's a saying that it's some gave all. Wait, all gave some, but some gave all. And so there were sacrifices that was made, whether it meant a soldier's life or it meant their, their livelihood, it meant maybe that they, they lost some part of their body, or, or they were just in the war and a part of it, and they were away from family and friends and putting themselves in the line of fire. There's just something about sacrifice, and we celebrate that. And then you, you even see it in movies. I, I don't know how many of you, and it looks like it's a little bit younger crowd, so maybe you've all watched this Marvel movies, you know, the end game with... Um, the bad guy Thanos is trying to take away half of life and the superheroes come to save the day and there's one particular superhero that gives his life for the world because he has to make this snap and when he does he knows that it's going to kill him but he knows also what life it'll bring that it'll bring back so many different people and that's the point in the movie that if you're into all this stuff and you're watching the movie even if you're a dude, you begin to kind of well up at least and cry. If you're honest, you'll admit you cried. But I'll give you the, okay, you welled up a little bit. I'll let that go. And then we look at the lives of the saints. I mean, we think about all that they gave, all that they did so that we could be here as Christians, as Catholics, to have the surety of the faith that we know is the Catholic faith. And of course, we're going to celebrate that in a few minutes. We have two people who are going to be coming into our church this morning. So we're going to be celebrating that. And we couldn't be celebrating that without the sacrifices that was made through the centuries for 2,000 years. All the people who gave their lives, literally, figuratively. We think of someone like Joan of Arc, who was willing to die, and even saying, this is what I was made for. It's made to give my life for the faith. We think of Maximilian Kolbe, who's in a concentration camp, and this father of, is about to be put to death. 
And he stands up and says, no, I'll do it. I'll stand in his place. I mean, we don't hear that kind of sacrifice and go, ugh, sacrifice. When we hear that, it gives us a reaction. It builds confidence. It gives us pride in who that person is. It encourages us that we can do that too. And that's one of the reasons why we celebrate all these things, lives of saints. We talk about the military. The reason why we do those things is, is to give us confidence that if it comes to that, I could do that too. You see, this is such a, a, a thing that's just really in the life of who a human being is, so much so that in the beginning, in Genesis, you have the creation, you know, of Adam and Eve, and then they have two kids, Cain and Abel, and then the next thing we see, they're sacrificing. I mean, there's no instructions there. It doesn't say, all right, you're supposed to do this and then that. There's, there's none of that. And yet, intuitively, they knew that God had given them everything and to give back a portion of that as a representation of what they're trying to do in their life completely to give themselves to God was very appropriate. And it goes throughout the history of the church as well. That's, that's what we do. We, we give as a portion of what we have to God in thanksgiving for all the blessing that he's given us. And we do that in the Old Testament. They, they did that through animal sacrifice too, you know, through, through the blood and things. And, you know, we look at that and today, especially we think how gross and, and barbaric it was, but there was a representation there. You see, lots of times when they were sacrificing these things, they were bringing their best to God. They were bringing their best crops. So when it was a cereal sacrifice or a crop sacrifice, they were bringing the best. The first fruits is what they called it. And if they were um, bringing uh, cattle or, or birds or whatever they were bringing to a sacrifice, they brought the best, not the worst. Not the one, oh, that horse has got a broken leg anyway. Let's take him to sacrifice. No, they gave their best to God because they knew that they weren't giving their best. They knew that they were not being what they should be. That instead of giving their whole selves to God, they're only given a partial. And so that sacrifice that they gave was supposed to be a representation of what they really wanted to give back to God. And so that's the reason why in the New Testament, when someone shorted them, it cost him his life. You see, giving back to God is something that we're called to do because we know what sacrifice is. We know that that's a good and a right thing to do. And the biggest way that we know that, the most important way that we know that is because of Jesus Christ himself and the love of the Father has. That God gave us everything. He gave us everything. He offered us his son. And his son in turn offered himself for us. No holding back, no restraints, not just 10%, everything. And he did that because he knows that we can't. As human beings, we're weak. We just can't give back everything. We try. We pray for it. 
That's one reason why we pray for the filling of the Holy Spirit so that we might be like Christ, that we might follow in his example of giving our lives, laying down our lives for others. I mean, after all, that's what he says love is. Love is sacrifice. It's laying down our lives for someone else. And that's the reason why we as parents, and that's the reason why fathers understand that. That's the reason why dad has a big old, big old four-wheel drive truck and sells it for a minivan. Right? That's the reason why he goes fishing, not with that big old brand new rod, but with a Snoopy pole. Right? With his kids. We sacrifice, and we know what that means because we've seen it. Because the Father has sacrificed so much for us. And that's the reason why we call this the sacrifice of the altar. It's because Jesus has been sacrificed for us. And we remember that as we come here and we celebrate this Mass and we enter into that. And so for our portion of the sacrifice, we offer bread and wine. As we saw in that first reading, we offer bread and wine. And if you'll notice, we also bring the money up too. And the reason is because this is a representation. This is the gifts that we offer for the sacrifice of the mass. What this sacrifice, what these gifts represent is our work as a collective body. Us coming and bringing to God our sacrifice. And so what we're saying is, is Lord, this is what I've offered you this week. This is what I've done this week in my life and I give it to you. As a representation for better or for worse. This is what I give. And then what we do is, is we place it up on this altar. And then I say, may my sacrifice and yours be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. And it's that bread and wine that's sitting up there. It's that money that we just took to the back. That's a representation of what we're giving our sacrifice, as imperfect as it is. And then Jesus does the rest like he always does. We consecrate this bread and wine and it becomes the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. And it is upon this sacrifice that we are accepted in the Lord's sight. And so when we partake of this sacrifice, we partake of the Father's goodness. The sacrifice that a good father does by giving us what we need, when we need it. That's what we do today. That's what the most holy body and blood of Jesus Christ, Corpus Christi, that's what it means. It means for us to come to our good Father's table and to receive the offerings that we've made given back to us perfected so that we can take that sacrifice into the world.